0: Punk goes Punk goes Punk goes Punk
1: goes All right. <clears throat> oh, I like that. All right.
0: Hello and welcome to Punk Goes Pod, the internet's only podcast that chronicles Fearless Records' Punk Goes Ellipsis series to answer the age-old question: Hell yeah or yeah nah?
1: I realized last week after the episode on um oh fuck I can't even remember. Oh, the Aquabats came yes. out that I did not even do the Punk Ghost Pod intro. <laughs> I put the song on yeah. which was important. But there was no there was no uh letting people know that uh that this was Punk Goes Pod.
0: I'd like to yeah. think that most people aren't listening to this on accident.
1: <laughs> I'd like to think that, that like Nobody's selected Punk Ghost Pod and isn't like, wait a second, this isn't my favorite murder.
0: Yeah, or cereal or whatever the fuck else. Yeah.
1: Last podcast on the left. True. I don't know any music podcasts. You're the one that listens to podcasts nowadays.
0: I do. I do enjoy a good podcast. But we're not talking about other podcasts this week. No. This week we are talking about the song Gangster by Keilani as covered by New Year's Day for Punk Goes Pop 7. Gangster
2: to love me better than all the- Secret that nobody 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 know I'm good on that pussy shit. I don't want what I can get. I want someone with secrets and nobody, nobody, nobody
1: knows. Could you imagine how I'm sure someone's probably doing it, but like how kind of boring or reductive it would be to review a podcast, have a podcast reviewing podcasts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I did have that in mind for a podcast I used to listen to, but then we got over the idea pretty quickly. That's right. And I think that was for the best.
1: I feel bad about, I feel bad about saying that now. I no. remember, I remember you and friend of the pod, Jason, uh, mentioning, or like, discussing this and going into it and I had no idea what it was that you were actually planning on doing. <laughs> and so it was like, wait, so are you going to start listening to Blink 182 songs? No, no, we're going to review Blink One fifty five episodes. Yeah. Oh. And it's gonna be a shit post. Ah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that was even before the pandemic. So I was obviously just having a normal one in general.
1: Yeah, no. that was, yeah, that would have been like 2018. God. Because this thing has, hadn't even started yet. No. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm glad things worked out the way they did.
1: I'm going to continue talking so that the sound of our cat eating in the kitchen doesn't permeate into the microphone.
0: Doesn't permeate.
1: Ah, uh, poor, nah, you got it right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say permeate, but no, per, permeate works better than that. Uh, than what I was going to say.
0: Pour me a glass of whatever that was.
1: Well, I'm looking at the nearly two litre bottle of Kahlua that's sitting here in the study. (laughs) I I had the thought of like, how bad would it be if you just, I don't know. Necked it? it. Not not necked it, but like 1.7 litre Kahlua, two litre milk, and you just made a big white Russian.
0: That would almost be one-to-one of Kahlua and milk. That's disgusting.
1: Almost.
0: You would get absolutely tanked.
1: But it's not that much. It's like, it's, it's actually, it's less than like a 700 mil bottle of regular spirits. It's only 22 standard drinks.
0: Yeah, but But, still.
1: Yeah, but still.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you were drinking nearly two liters of Kahlua and two liters of milk, you would get tanked in some form or other.
1: I think you would just get so tanked that you ended up in the morgue. Sure. Because why Why would you do that?
0: I don't know. <laughs> or you'd just have, like, hectic tummy troubles oh. for about a month.
1: Yeah, I love the idea of drinking Kalilroa milk, but... Although I don't have issues with dairy, so...
0: <sighs> Could you please turn your phone on to silence? It's
1: usually one of us, and... It's
0: usually me, but now that I <laughs> have had the courtesy to our listeners to put my phone on silent before we record these
1: things. (laughs) Anyway, Kehlani. Yes. Born Kehlani Ashley in 1995 from Oakland, California. Early in their life, Kehlani wanted to be a dancer and go to the Juilliard School, a private school for performing arts.
0: Isn't it just called Juilliard?
1: (laughs) According to Wikipedia, it was the Juilliard School.
0: Is that a capital T or...?
1: I can't remember.
0: (laughs) I'm just being a shit. You're asking me? I've always just heard it referred to just as like single name Juilliard. Juilliard. As opposed to like the Harvard. But like. Oh no, you're correct. The Juilliard school. But also
1: Harvard is Harvard university. Yes. And you, and you shorten it to, I mean, I went to the Royal Melbourne Institute of Technology, but I call it RMIT as do you. Uh, Remit. As, as you you sort of shorten these things. Um, so yes, early in their life, Kalani wanted to be a dancer and go to the Juilliard School, a private school for performing arts. However, a knee injury would put a stop to their dancing ambitions, and instead they pivoted towards a career in singing. Good things yet. Sorry, good thing they had the singing voice to fall back on. Yeah. Could, could you imagine if you were just the dancer?
0: It all, yeah. It always feels as if. Like artists are always like multi-talented, yeah. Which is like good for them, but also I'm extremely jealous because I'm not talented at any art at all.
1: I mean, I'm just I'm just jealous that sh- that they're only 27 years old as well.
0: Yeah, that makes me sick.
1: Get fucked. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I feel like if you're going to be a pop artist, you have to f- have that second thing of being able to dance as well
2: yeah unless
1: she's someone like adele but i don't see i i don't think her music really warrants her to be pulling out a full dance routine
0: (laughs) that would kind of be extremely funny if there was just like full cory to go with adele
1: seeing adele do like full like lady gaga moves (laughs) seeing to rolling in the deep
0: i yeah i think i would Pass away if I saw that.
1: (laughs) Anyway, Kehlani's aunt, who was their legal guardian at the time, exposed them to R&B and neo-soul artists like Lauren Hill, Erica Badu, and Jill Scott. At 14, they were recruited to join the pop cover band Pop Life.
0: That's life spelled L-Y-F-E.
1: Yeah, of course. How else would you spell it? The group appeared and even made it to the fourth place on the sixth season of America's Got Talent. Huh. After the end of America's Got Talent, Kehlani left pop life over some managerial disputes. Effectively homeless after the split, Kehlani hopped from couch to couch. She would also take up stealing iPhones and items from grocery stores just to make ends meet. They would eventually make enough to record and put out their first solo single, Anti-Summer Love. On SoundCloud. Nick Cannon, who had been a host for America's Got Talent on Pop Life Season, heard the track and bought Kehlani an apartment in LA and studio time. Huh. In 2020, Kehlani stated they were on the non-binary scale and as of 2021, they have said they prefer they, them pronouns. Cool. Uh, The song was the third single for the 2017 album Sweet, Sexy, Savage, and that's all one word. Of course. And the fourth and final single for the Suicide Squad soundtrack.
0: Oh, the Swiss 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 Squad.
1: Oh, that sounds like a Swiss. That sounds like a a gang of like culinary chefs, or like it sounds like it sounds like a dish, or like a something you'd put on your like croque monsieur or something. Oh, we 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 are the Swiss Squad.
0: Oh dear.
1: Uh, Yeah, remember the, that Suicide Squad movie?
0: Yeah, see, it. I did not realise until literally just before when we were watching the video for this song ahead of recording that there were two Suicide Squad films yep. that were part of the same franchise. Yep. The one in 2016 was called The Suicide Squad. Yeah. And then the other one was called Suicide Squad. Yeah or the other way around. I don't care enough to check that.
1: I watched I watched Suicide Squad, the later one, which I think came out in 2020?
0: Uh 21, I think.
1: 2021? It it's pretty decent. The 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 previous one not so much.
0: I can't remember what I thought. I think it was fun to watch but also just
1: oh, it was it was
0: I need to correct. So, 2016 one was just Suicide, suicide Squad.
1: Okay. It's
0: just like.
1: Just call it Suicide Squad Two.
0: The squeak wall.
1: The squeak wall. I two to.
0: Suicide Two Squad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's it's not that hard. Like, suicide Squad. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um,
0: well, good night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I. I'm remembering. I don't remember the movie so much. I remember the, the the soundtrack being obnoxious. It was felt like we spent all of our money getting licensed songs. None of them really tied into the
2: movie.
1: Mm. Um, I remember the movie not being very good. I just remember, and I'm going to sound really gross for saying this. I remember so many gratuitous, like close up shots of Margot Robbie's ass. Yeah, and then. Funnily enough, the 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 Harley Quinn movie and the second Suicide Squad movie that's gone. They yeah. don't do any of that shit. But fucking whoever directed the the first one just kept fixating on her ass in that movie. Um, I found I, I sound probably pretty perverted saying that, but uh, I we-
0: mean I'm almost a hundred percent sure that it was engineered specifically for a male gaze.
1: And then, but then like. What I'm remembering afterwards was so many women emulated her as Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah, as well. Like I'm, I'm just saying, like yeah. that's that's what I'm remembering of the time period. Like professional wrestler Alexa Bliss was doing Harley Quinn, and I'm sure like you couldn't you couldn't go five feet in a comic con without seeing a Harley Quinn. Mm. Yeah,
0: I think I've always just kind of found. This, like, extreme comic book territory kind of... I just, I can't get into it.
1: What do you mean by extreme comic book territory? Like,
0: just your very traditional, like, just bread and butter, like, fucking Batman and the Joker and the Penguin and the Riddler and <laughs> wah, wah, wah. the Quizmaster and all the, the trivia guy <laughs> and that other one
1: I think there's a tribute. there's the Riddler
0: I know but like they're just like just
1: <laughs> I'm imagining I'm imagining the quiz master and it's just fucking uh the the fucking British guy that... it's
0: just Alex Trebek
1: <laughs> no no Alex Trebek wasn't a villain the The British guy that hosts Eight Out of Ten Cats.
0: Oh, Jimmy Carr.
1: Yeah, I mean, he he he's a he, he would, is a villain. He looks like a villain, <laughs> and he would be the quizmaster. Yeah, and he would just like it would be a like a mist, like a dark and gloomy night, and you're running away from something, and you don't quite know what, and you see these things in the shadows, and then just piercing out of the dark, you just hear
0: Yeah
1: his laugh anyway but
0: yeah just that sort of like I don't know what it is like when I was a kid I think the closest I got to like fully immersing myself into comic book lore was Watchmen and even that was about as far as I got
1: uh kick ass oh yeah true Scott Pilgrim true yeah there you
0: go but like that's that's yeah yeah why the last man that's it like whereas there's this very sort of like that Marvel DC like getting fully immersed in like The universe of it, I'm just, I'm not there.
1: I hate to be that guy, but why The Last Man is actually a graphic novel? It's not a comic book.
0: Well, so is um, Scott Pilgrim, isn't
1: it? Scott Pilgrim is a manga. It's not a comic book.
0: I don't, I don't care. (laughs) I actually don't. That's why I don't, I don't. Words cannot describe how much I do not care. I don't
1: understand how a graphic novel is different to... Fucking comics. I don't understand. It's a picture book. I don't understand how manga isn't just called, like, Japanese comics. Why anime isn't just called cartoons?
0: I mean, because they're specifically Japanese.
1: Yeah, but why isn't it just Japanese cartoons? Or why isn't it just...
0: Because they don't say Japanese cartoons in Japan.
1: (laughs) That's true. Oh... Been a long Tuesday. It
0: has. The
1: song was written, and the song being Gangster, we did die
0: by by Kelani as covered by uh, New New Year's Day. Day. I nearly (laughs) said New Year's Eve for Punk Goes Pop. I nearly said Pod 7.
1: (laughs) Punk Goes Pod (laughs) 7.
0: The seventh season.
1: The song was written by Kelani, Skylar Grey, who co wrote Love the Way You Lie. That is a good song. And Andrew Swanson, also known as Jemba Jemba, who co-produced Elastic Heart. Sick. The song was produced by Jemba Jemba. Sick. So Gangster reached number 61 on the ARIA charts. That's us, if you've forgotten. That's the Australian the Australian
0: ones. Recording Industry Association. Yep,
1: and it's spelt in all caps. I think. Well, yeah, that actually makes sense why it would be spelled in all caps. 37 in Canada. Number 2 in New Zealand. Huh. Gangster was choices in the land of the, uh, the Jandal. They just really loved Suicide Squad the for children.
0: some reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, probably. Just that... I'm trying to think if there was, like, any, like... I mean, Margot Robbie's Australian and we didn't love Suicide Squad over no. here.
0: No.
1: I was just trying to think if there was, like, a Kiwi in it, but... Also, Jai Courtney, who played Captain Boomerang in that movie, was Australian, and we were just like, yeah, it's okay.
0: <laughs> I cannot remember Captain Boomerang. Like, gun to my head. I, don't I could even know not if, describe him. I don't
1: even know if he's Captain or if he's just Boomerang or if he's a fucking racist stereotype of Australian. Does Australians.
0: he carry a Boomerang?
1: He probably does. Okay. They might have... It was, it was a creation by an American. They might as well have just called him Captain Outback Steakhouse. <laughs>
0: now you're gone.
1: <laughs> Captain, throw another shrimp on the barbie. Uh, it reached number 57 in the UK and 41 on the US Billboard Hot 100. But cool. the, the single did go platinum. So I'm assuming that that there were probably a lot of online sales, streaming sales, not streaming sales. I'm assuming there was probably a lot of like iTunes sales and digital sales is what I'm going for. Yep. Yep. That's the word. That
0: tracks. I'm
1: looking for. Holy shit. What do you think of this song?
0: I, like, I don't hate it. It's just not really my vibe. I think it's just... I don't know. It feels like proto-TikTok to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can see that.
0: And that's about all. I, I... Yeah.
1: I mean, as well, like... It's, it's definitely, we were kind of past that generation. We were, we were already, like this was written by, this was written and performed by a 21 year old. True. Like this was, this was kind of not for us. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. I, I like that. (laughs) I'm happy for the younger generation that they got to enjoy this if they did enjoy this. Yeah. Um, that said, like, I, I like it. There is a definite like dreamy, ethereal nature to it. Yeah. It's almost, I don't want to you know, I'm going to sound creepy saying it, but it's kind of, it's kind of sexy. Yeah. In a way, but it's, it's, I think two minutes and 57 seconds, which works a hundred percent to its favor. Yeah. If this was, well, like you get into the cover and the cover's nearly four minutes for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it goes by. Um, <laughs> what?
0: It sure does.
1: Like, like most songs, it goes by. It's not one of those ones. I'm not know what, what song would just never end in my mind. But yeah, I, I think this is a pretty good job. I
0: solid effort all round.
1: I don't love the messaging though.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna to touch on is just it's very much of that um stereotype of like We're fucked up, but I love him. But Daddy, yeah. I love him.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm remembering also that time of fucking stupid Facebook memes of being like I'm Harley and he's the Joker. Yeah. find, Find your Joker to your Harley, Quinn, like...
0: That, yeah, I think... I think that's a... Yeah. I think it's sort of... It's, I don't know, like, just tangentially, like, related to why I don't really care for the... Suicide Squad franchise. Like, it's just... I, mm. Yeah, I just find the whole thing a bit ick. Yeah. And that's again, that's because I'm not the target audience. And also, yeah, I don't know. All uh, I think when I think of Suicide Squad is, like, Jared Leto being a turd. And, like... Allegedly.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, like, allegedly he's a creep. Well, yeah. A- allegedly he's running a cult on an island. Allegedly, kind of...
0: Yeah. Yeah. T- I just, I don't know. I Like, I just, it's, yeah. It, I don't know how to, like, talk about it without just sounding like I'm being, like, holier than thou. But it's just that yeah. sort like, it's that sort of, like, monster energy drink, like.
1: Yeah. Big time.
0: Fucking culture that I just, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, just the, oh, like, we're both fucked up, but this world is fucked up and. Blah, blah, blah.
1: We'll burn it down together, baby. And it's like, you just, you both...
0: Like, go to therapy.
1: (laughs) But, like, the people that thought that were like, oh, you work at fucking GameStop. Like, (laughs) get over yourself.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, I love my boyfriend who is abusive.
1: Yeah. But
0: I don't have enough self-esteem to figure my shit out, which is really awful, but it sells movies.
1: And that was... That was... People talked about that. Like,
0: yeah.
1: Like, he abuses her pretty horribly in this movie, and she keeps going back to him. That's not something to applaud. Girls, why are you romanticising Yeah, this? And that's that's kind of, that's a, one of the things that is good about the other two movies, is they distance themselves from Harley Quinn and the Joker to the point where she, like, yeah, she gets over him. mm And Jared Leto's nowhere in sight, which is a fucking godsend. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I I don't like Jared Leto. No. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of like, I'm not looking for a bad boy. I'm looking for just a straight up, just piece of shit. Yeah. Person. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's that negative thing that, Incels and quote unquote nice guys talk about, and it's almost like Keilani is sort of confirming their biases, which is girls just want guys who will abuse them, girls just want drug dealing assholes, girls don't want nice guys.
2: Mm. Girls,
1: and like they're not nice guys, these people aren't nice guys, but like it's almost like Keilani's going, Well, yeah, what and.
0: It's, yeah, I think it's just it falls into that category of, like, songs that lack so much nuance.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So much has already been said about this kind of stuff, that it's just kind of like, ehhh.
1: And we're we're still talking about it because we kind of still need to talk about it. Oh
0: yeah, that's like, because we don't seem to be learning from this kind of shit.
1: Also, this is a nitpick. Mm. The line, ride or die with me. Yeah. Is that a stupid line? Because a ride or die is a person. You're my ride or die. Yeah. But ride or die is not a verb. It's not an action.
0: But if you... So, like, my ride or die is someone who will ride or die with me. Okay. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, I I just... The way that it said, like, to ride or die with me, it just sort of felt a bit... Yeah, I get it. ...almost ignorant to me, like...
0: I think it's like, I think it's meant to sort of be some type of wordplay almost or not like just like they're taking a common thing and like turning it on its head almost. Okay, Like turning it into a turn of phrase that works with the song, but it means the same thing as like, you ride and yeah, you ride or die with me. Therefore you are my ride or die.
1: Yeah. Okay. You're my ride or die.
0: And you're my ride or die.
1: Um, And I knew that my wife, who is an editor, would be able to explain this better than I'm thinking it.
0: I... I tried.
1: Also, we didn't touch on the fact that in Joker 2, Lady Gaga is now playing Harley Quinn.
0: I'm just confused about Joker 2 all round. Because it definitely... the news dropped just when, like, a bunch of weird news... Yeah, Joker Foliadur.
1: Oh, so it's uh, Panic at the Disco inspired. Fall
0: Out Boy inspired.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Fallout Boy <laughs> inspired. Um, that joke fell flat on its face.
0: It just, it feels like it, like the news dropped at a time where there was just a heap of weird news dropping. And so I was just like, I'm just going to not pay attention to this. Yeah. So bear with me. I'm just looking up. So here's everything we know about Joker 2 so far.
1: So is it the continuation of the Joaquin Phoenix
0: uh, Joker movie? Let me. Are oh, you fucking? And well, that
1: I'm... that page that you're on is just just bursting with ads.
0: Yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers has confirmed that the title of the Joker sequel will officially be Joker Folie Adieu. The French subtitle translates to Madness for Two, which you would know if you listened to Fallout Boy, and is defined as being a shared delusional disorder between two people, in this case likely to be the Joker, a.k.a. Arthur Fleck, and his therapist-turned-lover, Harley Quinn. It'll be in cinemas worldwide on October 4th, 2024. Joaquin will reprise the titular role. Um... Fucking hell. His salary is going up from 4.5 million to 20 million dollars. Get absolutely fucked. And yeah, Lady Gaga.
1: Is unnecessary.
0: Um. Hang on. On Online. Wait. And and you
1: mentioned before, is it a musical?
0: That's what. Yeah, hang on. Initial reports of Lady Gaga's casting suggest that Joker Folio will have musical elements. But speculation that the movie will be a full-blown musical spectacular complete with Gaga bangers seems far-fetched. Good. That's definitely not the world Phillips so painstakingly created with Joker. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, I'm going to
1: cut in and say Lady Gaga is also allowed to act in movies. And oh, not yeah. Like, I doubt that in House of Gucci, she's doing full-on musical numbers in it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I doubt that. I doubt she even sings a bar in that movie. So... I, uh, yeah, it might be, there might be some segment where it turns into some form of musical, but.
0: It's probably just overblown, which is a relief to hear.
1: Yeah, I, I'm just saying, like, Lady Gaga has also proven that she acts as well as sings. So. Absolutely. And, and it kind of feels like she's maybe trying to go more towards acting at this stage
0: mm-hmm.
1: in her career.
0: But yeah, I remember seeing on Twitter everyone being like, oh my god, it's going to be a musical. I was just like, I'm just going to tune out from this because. I'm just going to add this to the pile of stuff that doesn't make sense to me in the year of our Lord 2022.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to yet another movie that, that boys on the internet are just going to get wrong. (laughs) Which is like boys that are going to idolize this character when they shouldn't. Yeah. Like the last Joker movie, like fucking Tyler Durden in Fight Club. Mm Mm-hmm. Like... Donny Darko.
0: To Why? be fair, I was guilty of enjoying Fight Club quite a lot as a child. Yeah,
1: but you weren't. You didn't get the message wrong in Fight Club. True. Like, there's a difference between I enjoy Fight Club. True. I enjoy the movie Fight Club. I enjoy the book Fight Club. But I don't go around idolizing Tyler Durden. Mm. You know, that's not the that's that, that's not the point. Um, I'm also going to say, and this is an old man yells at cloud moment. I'm, I'm, I'm done with superhero movies. Yes. I'm done with them.
0: I think that's what I was trying to get at. It's just like, I don't care. And that's, I'm very much of the opinion, like let people, I like, let people enjoy things like, but also I just, I don't care. There's so many of them. They just need to stop.
1: I just, I'm, th- I'm finding it very funny that Christian Bale is talking about his time on the latest Thor movie. and <laughs> It just seems like he had a miserable time. On the, the latest Thor movie and it's like, it's kind of funny, but also like, it's a, it's a Marvel movie.
0: Yeah. What do you expect when they're getting churned out?
1: Oh, I'm just really upset that there, that there's so much green screen. It's like, yeah, the Incredible Hulk's not a real person, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't actually destroy New York City, my man, in that one movie.
0: That would be a very expensive movie. <laughs> Imagine if they like. Imagine if CGI didn't exist, but our practical effects had gotten to the point of being as
1: good as they are. Well, I mean, look at look at some examples like the the original Godzilla movies. They just built models and he destroyed them in a a Godzilla suit. (laughs) Or in a movie like Omega Man, which is which is the tale of the last man on Earth, which Mm. is sort of like not zombies, but it's like this disease has infected everyone except for one person. And so this was, you know, a Charlton Heston movie in the seventies in somewhere, I think like New York or Chicago or one of the major metropolitan cities. And at the time it was literally like he walks everywhere and it's, and it's empty. It's desolate. But it was like, literally like, no, we just filmed it like midday on a Saturday or something. And it was that quiet.
0: Um,
1: so like you, they people were able to do interesting things, but yeah, destroying cities <laughs> was not one of them.
0: <laughs> What's a bet? There's going to be some loser who's like, "I'm doing this movie, but I'm going to make it all practical effects."
1: I could see like a yeah, I could see someone with a with a lot of money being like, "I want this to be all practical." Yeah, just and being I, like,
0: "Fuck it, we're going to destroy all of these buildings." But
1: I'm gonna like like I'm gonna make a. a Very realistic city set. Yeah. City looking set, and we're going to destroy it. That'd be fun.
0: Yeah. Wasteful, but
1: fun. Wasteful, but fun. (laughs) to talk about New Year's Day cuz I feel like I've talked a lot. Sure. Thank you.
0: So New Year's Day formed in 2005 and they hail from Anaheim, California. Uh the band formed after bassist Adam Lawback left the band Homegrown. Uh he met vocalist Ash Costello and keyboardist Keith Drover and they decided to form a band. Uh, the band was featured on MySpace Records' volume one compilation CD, which I desperately remember wanting to buy <laughs> and never did. Um they also received an offer to be signed by Decadence Records, Decay Dance, I don't know. However they Who decided is owned by? Uh, Pete Wentz. Correct. I'm trying I'm trying to remember, does he own it? I feel like that's one of those things that I always get slightly wrong. It's him and Spencer Smith. Let me I work. mean,
1: it seems like he hustled for Decadence quite a bit. Owned
0: by Patrick Stump and Pete Wentz. Ah, well, there you go. Well, there you go. Why um, didn't
1: you talk to Patrick Stump about this when you interviewed him?
0: Because I was busy talking about <laughs> other things with him. Um, but the band, being New Year's Day, decided to sign with TVT Records instead.
1: Sounds sounds like TBD. To be determined.
0: And I was looking up TVT records because I hadn't really heard much about them. So TVT stands for TV Tunes uh, and was an American record label founded by Steve Gottlieb. Um, And it was founded when, like, back in the 80s, this guy was like, hey, I'm going to release a comp album of TV theme songs. So wild. I just... (laughs) The 80s were just a different time.
1: I, I, We we discussed this off microphone, but I don't know a TV theme song that I love enough that I would want to put on a CD or I'd want on a CD and listen to. Actually, that's a lie. The Peacemaker, the, the song for the show Peacemaker, which is the spin off show from that Suicide Squad movie oh, for fuck's with sake. John Cena. Right. The intro song to that is amazing. And they do this, they, it was, it was an intro that I never skipped because they would all, they would, they started it with, it was the same one every time, but it was a, it was a a, a dance routine, but they all like had no expression on their face. like John Cena is doing this dance routine to this song. It's, it's fantastic. But anyway, I don't know any other TV themes tune that I would like on a CD.
0: Yeah.
1: Or that I would like to listen outside of just the TV show?
0: Yeah, I really can't think of one. The only thing that's coming to mind is the Full House theme, but I had no (laughs) personal connection with Full House. It's just from hearing it used as a meme.
1: Do you know which one I was thinking of? What? Hey, baby, I hear the blues calling. (laughs) Toss salad and scrambled eggs. Quite stylish. Oh, my.
0: I would own that on... A CD, like, a compact disc.
1: I mean, my question is licensing. Are they if if a show's on NBC and then another show's on, I don't know TNT. Like, uh, are they allowed to be on the same CD for their theme songs? I don't know, and I know you don't know this. <laughs> I know. I know. Imagine not, if
0: I did. Imagine if this is just the one thing that I know really well in life.
1: You you've learned one fact for trivia. <laughs> And you go to trivia every week, just hoping that that's, that that's the one question. That's the question that they ask and you can go, I know this.
0: (laughs) I know that like, we're talking about the band New Year's Day here, but I also mentioned this to you off mic and I just find it so funny. So TBT records, they're defunct now. They went bankrupt in 2008. I think it was. Yeah. Um, Label mates to New Year's Day included Nine Inch Nails, Ja Rule, Lil Jon, Brian Jonestown Massacre, blah, 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 Pitbull. Um, The label had a triple platinum release with Nine Inch Nails as Pretty Hate Machine, but at (laughs) at the time, there's just this really excellent little segment on the Wikipedia article. Let me quote. Uh... In nineteen eighty-eight to eighty nine, TVT signed industrial rock band Nine Inch Nails, and they released their debut studio album Pretty Hate Machine on October twentieth, nineteen eighty-nine. But there was tension between Gottlieb and Nine Inch Nails frontman Trent Trant?
1: Trant (laughs) Rasner
0: throughout the promotion. According to (laughs) Reznot. According to Reznor, Gottlieb called Nine Inch Nails (laughs) record an abortion. He said, <laughs> he said to him, you fucked up what could have been a good career when Pretty Hate Machine sold 1 million copies, Gottlieb reacted rudely, ordering the band to sell 4 million copies of the follow-up. <laughs> and so basically, like, cause he was such a dick to work with, Trent then met Jimmy Iovine, I think it is, Iovine, um, the founder of Interscope. And then Resnar drew up an agreement with TBT where Nine Inch Nails moved into scope, but TBT got some royalties.
1: Fuck you, go quadruple platinum next time.
0: I just I, I just love
1: <laughs> I, Sorry, you go.
0: Just the like the sheer audacity to have signed this ban and be like, nah, you fucked it. And then they absolutely haven't. I
1: I am doubting that nine inch nails before they were signed to TBT. Sounded like, oh, I don't know, like the Jackson 5 or something <laughs> yeah. super accessible. I'm sure that this Gottlieb guy had to have had a fair idea what he was signing up for when he in- signed up this industrial rock outfit.
0: Exactly. Called Nine
1: inch nails, nin for short.
0: Like, what did, yeah, <laughs> genuinely, what did he expect?
1: Also, fuck you sell 4 million next time for the next album. How is Trent Reznor supposed to control that?
0: I know. <laughs> I think this is why I'm, I will never be in a position where, nor would I want to, but like I would never be in a position where I could successfully run a business. Cause it's like, if people don't buy what I'm selling, like I can't help that. Yeah. I truly, it just, yeah. Anyway, I just <laughs> I love that. Fuck you. Sell 4 million next time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm sure he probably did, but for Interscope Records. Probably. Oh, that dirty fish and chip shop boy.
0: Absolutely.
1: Trint Rizno. Uh What do you think of... Well, did you want to talk about... Oh, yeah. New Year's Day before they yes. became this... Uh, I, don't know, I don't know what you'd call them, alternative rock, alternative metal outfit.
0: I think... This is the thing I find so fascinating about them because I was like, okay, so if they were on MySpace, MySpace's comp thing, presumably they were on MySpace to have been discovered and then put on the comp, yep. or at least they ran like adjacent to other MySpace type bands. They,
1: would, they were they were one of Tom's friends,
0: exactly. But like, you listen to this cover, you listen to their stuff that they're releasing in like twenty twenty two it doesn't sound MySpace-y to me. So I, like, went back and listened to um, their first single, I think it was, Ready, Aim, Misfire, which is on the MySpace comp. And it's kind of sick.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's female-fronted emo.
0: It's, like, it's proto, like, Meet Me at the Altar, almost.
1: Yeah. like It's, it's
0: Paramore, more or less.
1: Yeah, I uh, kind of like grungier. Yeah. Paramore, but it's it. Yeah. It's, it's actually a girl in this scene. Yeah. Which. And I, I feel like their evolution to whatever you would call them now. Mm. Um, yeah, again, whether it's alternative rock, alternative metal, there's still growing pains in that scene for women involved.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, like, Back then, that was unheard of. Yeah. For an emo band.
0: Well, like, I'm looking at this lineup or this um comp. As far as I can tell, I could be wrong, but, like, the only other woman artist on it is Teela Tequila. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that kind of says a lot.
1: Like... <laughs> what the fuck happened to Teela Tequila, is she?
0: I think she's um, married to Trace Cyrus, isn't she? Oh, is she? Hang on, let me have a look. I need to know. I hope she's going okay.
1: I yeah, I I thought maybe she'd left us, but I'm. I hope she hasn't.
0: I don't think she has. No, hang on. She look. had a
1: reality show, didn't she? A shot of tequila. A shot
0: was... at love with te- tequila. Yeah.
1: Which seemed like which seemed like the the inverse of like Flavor of Love, which we we tried to watch <laughs> Flavor of Love, and we got. About five minutes in and Flavor flavor is just attaching stickers to girls' breasts and it's like, okay, no, thank you, Flav.
0: So never mind about fucking Tila Tequila, because she is like a major neo Nazi. Ah. In December twenty thirteen, uh Nguyen, so Tila Tequila's name uh is actually Vietnamese, isn't it? Well, yeah. yeah. Um Nguyen tan, I think it is. Um Yeah, Nguyen posted an article on her website titled Why I Sympathise with Hitler Part (laughs) 1. She also posted pro-Hitler and anti-Semitic comments on her Facebook page as well as photos of herself as a scantily clad Nazi posing in front of a photo of the Auschwitz concentration camp.
1: Oh, so she... She
0: is a huge piece of shit.
1: So she walked so Kanye West could run.
0: Yeah. Uh, In 2016, she attended an alt-right National Policy Institute meeting celebrating the election of Donald Trump. Organised by white supremacist Richard B. Spencer, and posted photos on social media of herself doing a Nazi salute. Wonderful. So, is she da, da, da. the
1: the real burning question? Is though, did she marry Trey Cyrus? No, she didn't. Okay. <laughs> could, could you imagine if fucking Billy Ray's son and Miley's brother was married to a neo-Nazi?
0: That yeah, I feel like I would have heard.
1: It like things like that don't. Things like that just kind of confuse me because she's a Vietnamese American neo-Nazi. How welcoming is that for you? Yeah. How how welcome do they make you feel? Even though you agree with their sentiments, they still don't like you because you're not white. Yeah. I'm sorry. I probably shouldn't get too political about it, but it's just like it it baffles me when people. (laughs) go down routes like that.
0: I was thinking of Brenda Song and I don't really know who they are that well they're an actress.
1: Was she the one that's now married to Macaulay Culkin? (sighs) Yes. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. She dated Trace Cyrus back in the
1: day. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: But, yeah, fuck you, Teela Tequila. That's (laughs) terrible. And also, she is a flat earther.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that's... that's, uh... Not too far of a stretch.
0: (laughs) Wow. Oh my god, I do. Wow. So. She used to basically be like. She used to pretend that she was queer. Yep. Knew that. And then associated homosexuality with the devil and referred to former contestants of her show as degenerate and disgusting. What the fuck?
1: Oh, so it it sounds like she's just basically done the the conservative. Oh, I don't I don't agree with anything that I used to do anymore, so that I can be accepted by your party, please.
0: Wow. Give
1: give me money now because I'm a grifter.
0: Wow. <laughs> okay. <Ooh>, Ugh <laughs> her label Will I Am Music Group. Interesting.
1: Ugh.
0: I assume. Um Oh, so it went defunct in twenty twenty one. I wonder why <laughs> no, that's terrible.
1: I mean, as far as we can tell. Uh, Ash from New Year's Day is not, not a neo-Nazi. Yeah. As far as we can hope.
0: Um, uh. Wow. Anyway, so, yeah. Any like, still speaks volumes that it was Teela Tequila and then New Year's Day on the yep. MySpace comp outside of, yeah, they've shared a track listing with Rabbits a Roadkill on Route 37 by AFI, which is a banger. Every man has a Molly by Say Anything, an acoustic version, I believe, of Nobody Puts Baby in the Corner by Fallout Boy, hands down by Dashboard Confessional, which is great. Um yeah. Other ones like Against Me, The All American Reject, Plain White Tees, Copeland.
1: So really stacked. So really the the outlier was Teela Tequila.
0: Yeah, but I definitely remember her from MySpace. That's how she got famous, isn't it? Tilla Tequila. Yeah, she was like a MySpace celebrity. Probably. Yeah, yeah. That's fucked. <laughs> Fuck that. Um.
1: What do you think of? Uh, I mean, the the New Year's Day song is cool. The um, the one off the MySpace album, Ready Aim Misfire. Yes.
0: Yeah, I want to give that album. I think it's called what's it called? My dear. It was released in two thousand seven. Um, I want to give that album a listen because it feels very specific to 2007, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'll wake up and just be, what, 15 again, 16.
1: Who did you have as your top friend?
0: <sighs> I don't even remember. You don't
1: have to name names on the podcast if you don't.
0: But I genuinely don't remember. <laughs> like... It was probably a band.
1: Yeah.
0: Or my friend Kelly. Shout out to Kelly.
1: Um. Remember when it went from like top eight to then I think you could do top sixteen and then I think they were just like however many you fucking want.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was. I ran a music page, so I had bands that I interacted with as my top eight, oh, there you and go. the Black Dahlia Murder. Aww. So. That was, uh, that was fun. Um, do we think this covers fun?
0: I like it. I hate the video, but I like the song.
1: Yeah. It's, um, you won't have any reference to this, but her, she has vocal inflections that are very similar to Maria Brink from the band in this moment. And I wouldn't be surprised if she's kind of heavily influenced by Maria Brink from in this moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't deviate too far from the original, but it just, it adds distortion and yeah, some yeah. double, double bass and, and she's got a cool voice as well.
0: It's funny <laughs> when I first listened to this, cause I hadn't heard any New Year's Day before it. And I was, I mean, I had my noise cancelling headphones on, so I thought that would have worked, but. I was walking home in the CBD, or, like, walking to the station in the CBD, and it honestly sounded to me like it was just a very femme-sounding dude. Like, it just, to me, reminded me a lot of, like, that very specific strain of metalcore that is...
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think who who has a voice. I can, I can see that, though.
0: But, so, yeah, I was kind of like, oh, cool, like, this is interesting. But then, when I found out that it was... Um, A woman. Well, yeah. When I found out that it was Ash, sorry, I was trying to remember her name, like, it almost made it better because it was kind of like, oh, so like... It's
1: one of the, like, four or five bands with a woman in it that we get to discuss. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it just, there's something about it that, like, <laughs> it sounds extremely judgy, but like, it already feels... Like twenty percent more sincere if it's coming from a woman, not from a dude who probably just looks like he's a bit of a
1: creep. I mean, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, oh yeah, it's sincere. You can tell she fucking loved the source material. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, absolutely adored the source material of Suicide Squad, um, because that's what they're doing in the film clip. They're all dressed like the they're all dressed like Batman villains. Batman. Batman villains. I do remember... So, like, I didn't listen to New Year's Day, but I remember her... Her, uh... Identifier. Her her brand, basically, of, like, one half of her hair was red and one half of her hair was black. Yeah. Um, which I, she might still, still do. Still does that, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do remember seeing, like, going around, like, just pictures here and there, like, seeing a woman with half red half black hair. Yeah. Um but yeah, she's she's fully kitted out in Harley Quinn tattoos. She might legitimately have Harley Quinn tattoos, I don't know. Probably not, but
0: It feels like everything that was associated with Suicide Squad like either they were all just super into it or there must have been like some very specific like branding guidelines that were released because like Twenty One Pilots, they did that song "Heathens," that was on the soundtrack, and I feel like the video also had a lot of like. Unless I'm just remembering it.
1: Skrillex did a song with, I can't remember who it, was. it might have been. Like Little
0: John. Let me have a look.
1: Skrillex did a song, and like the thumbnail for the video is Skrillex. Whoever the the person doing the singing for the song was, or rapping. For Rick Ross. Was Rick Ross. And fucking Jared Leto's Joker are all just, like, on the, the front part of a yacht. <laughs> oh
0: my goodness.
1: And it's, it's not Jared Leto. It's not 30 Seconds to Mars's Jared Leto. It's just, it's his fucking shitty Joker. And mm. it's like, so what, is he just hanging out in this relax film clip? God. Come on, Sonny. Um, yeah, I... I I kind of look at it now as a man in his nearly mid thirties. God. It's fine. Oh God, that hurts. Um, a man in his nearly mid thirties and I look at it and go, yeah, it's pretty cringy though. And, and it's funny because she's dressed up like Harley Quinn because of course Harley Quinn is popular, but the other band members are not dressed like anyone else that's in the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, they're dressed like the Riddler and dressed like Joker, of course, and the
0: trivia guy.
1: And well, that, well, that's the Riddler.
0: I know. I'm uh, being an idiot.
1: Uh, Quizmaster. Yes. I think you're talking about uh, the Calendar Man. I can't remember his name. <laughs> um, I, I I think that's another woman in the band that's dressed up like Two Face.
0: Maybe I don't know which one Two Face is. Uh,
1: two Face is the one with two faces one uh, one normal, one burnt.
0: Ah, uh, see, I thought it was just someone whose face was half something. Yeah, not two faces.
1: Well, I mean, it it, it signifies his two personalities. Uh, ha, ha, ha. One side's good, one side's bad. I see. There you go. Um, yeah, so it's it's that thing of like if you kind of. If you listen to the song, the song's cool. If you watch it, if you watch the film clip, the film clip is a bit much.
0: They must have just had, like, such a huge marketing budget to, like, approach Kalani, approach fucking 21 Pilots, all that, and give them...
1: Who? New Year's Day or No,
0: I'm thinking I as I was saying it out loud, I realised I got the two conflated, oh, like, but Wa- like
1: Warner Brothers or whoever yeah, did the movie. It feels
0: like they just like threw a bunch of money at all these bands who were featured because all of their music videos and stuff drew heavily on the imagery and then like New Year's Day have just sort of taken that and run with it, even though they're not affiliated with it. Yeah,
1: I was going to say this this screams we didn't get permission to do this. Yeah. <laughs> this this really screams, oh yeah, we're not part of that though.
0: It's, it's just weird because it's like, uh, I don't know. Like, was the Kalani song done specifically for Suicide Squad? Otherwise, it's just like they could have literally done anything with this, but they've just... Made it all about Harley Quinn.
1: Well, they they um, they put that song on their album that came out the year after. Yeah. So it either was for Suicide Squad or was a happy coincidence, I guess. No, I would imagine it probably was initially. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, it says on the track listing in parentheses for the Kehlani version, Harley Quinn and Joker flashback version. Oh my goodness. It's just so branded. It's just like Batman all the way down and I don't care.
1: <laughs> nah.
0: I think that's the thing is like because it it just feels kind of not even false but just like the song's fine. It's a Batman song. Like it still it still feels like one step removed from like doing like Kiss from a Rose by Seal, oh, I to say, example. if you're going to
1: do a Batman song, you do Kiss from a Rose. But
0: that's the thing. is, like, that song still stands on its own as a yeah. song because Seal isn't standing there dressed as the Joker. Like, <laughs> I think it's just because this is so closely tied. Tar- like, I think now that I'm saying it out loud, the thing that really sticks with me about all of this is just how overly branded it is. And I don't like it because it just, it reads like endless Batman promo and I don't care.
1: I... I want to desperately after this watch the kiss from a rose film clip because it is like it is the film clip for the movie.
0: But he's not dressed as anything. No, he's well, like he's just dressed as seal. I
1: think no, I don't know if it's famous, but like famous in my mind, famously he's wearing like an open white shirt and it's just billowing in the wind with with black leather pants.
0: You have a very large wingspan. Yeah.
1: I <laughs> well, I mean, if, if if your wingspan is your height. Yeah, I've got a wingspan of about six foot one inches.
0: We're both we've got our arms outstretched, (laughs) (laughs) facing each. other.
1: If someone looked in right now, it would look like we're like sizing each other up, like posing. We're just just one of us is challenging the other one. (laughs) Oh, I kind of sometimes desperately wish I could go back to that time of Batman Forever.
0: Is that the one with um? That is
1: not Batman and Robin.
0: Uh, That's the one with Uma Thurman. That's the one with Uma Thurman. Yeah.
1: Batman Forever was the one with Jim Carrey and Nicole Kidman. Right. Yeah.
0: I want to watch the Prince ones.
1: The Michael Keaton ones. The Tim Burton ones. Yes. Yeah. So Batman and Batman (laughs) 2. It's something. Batman something.
0: I think it's just, it does my head in that like Batman, the franchise, has existed for so long.
1: Yeah. Like nearly a hundred years.
0: And it just like... Surely we can move past it by now.
1: Nah. Though we did go and see the Robert Pattinson one.
0: And that was good. With
1: with a soundtrack done by Trent Reznor, wasn't it? No, we kept saying that he looked like Trent Reznor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, because it had that Nirvana song that yeah. they obviously like blew all their budget they, on the rights for that one song. They and just kept playing it over and over again. They
1: blew all of that budget Something for Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, and
0: he does look mighty fine in it, though.
1: They both do. They both do. Yeah, they, they both do. I enjoyed that movie. It was a, it was a good three hours. Like it was three hours, but I wasn't bored. Yeah. Anyway,
0: it felt like an exception to the rule, though. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I don't know. It, it's, it's. Uh, we're not reviewing that movie, I guess. No.
0: But long story <laughs> short, I think the cover is good because it does what it says on the label. Yeah. They just kind of toughen up Kalani's version. But just the endless Harley Quinn visuals, I'm just
1: bored. I I, I would imagine that Kalani did the song and moved on from fucking Suicide Squad. I imagine they yeah. just, they were done with it. As opposed to I could see the people from New Year's Day putting up those Harley Quinn's you've just got to meet your Joker memes on Facebook.
0: I think it kind of does like cross over nicely with that kind of core type. Yeah. Fandom. Yeah. Almost like you've already got by default got like the crazy hair and the tattoos and yep. the costume type dressing and stuff. But it's also like it's so much more interesting when you're not, playing as harley quinn or the joker or the riddler or whoever the fuck else
1: i think the thing that signifies to me that it definitely they definitely did not get the support of warner brothers fearless records did not get the support of warner brothers was that like they're like the riddler is you know he's wearing green with a question mark and whatnot but like she does not have any of the Harley Quinn branding. Yeah. Besides yeah. the tattoos. Yeah. But, like, she's not wearing the daddy's little monster shirt. No. Or the puddin choker, or she doesn't have the bat or anything like that. So it's like... Yeah. Yeah, it, it just comes across as sort of low budget. Um, <laughs> which, hey, I'm here for low budget, so... and
0: Like the Kmart version of... <laughs> what you'd find
1: (laughs) hey I I don't know if it's the same in America but over here Kmart has bought out Target so Kmart's doing alright
0: that's true and they do have like legit branded stuff anyway
1: we do have one more oh yeah uh, which we can talk about very quickly yeah let's make it quick Uh, this is Multiverse (laughs) to the So this, I don't want to call him names, I don't want to call him names, this... Jabroni. Sweet, sweet boy, uh, in the thumbnail of the video, is oh. dressed up like the Joker.
0: Jared Leto's Joker, to be specific, yep. Yeah?
1: Yep. yeah? Yeah, so he's got the pushback green hair. Has I he got
0: the tattoo of the...
1: I think he might have the ugh. tattoo of the, the mouth on his hand. hand. Remember that British show about... Covering up tattoos and the guy Oh who,
0: bear. Yeah, bear. and
1: he thought he was fucking the Joker and he had that oh, tattooed that's so on his hand. anyway. Um Yeah, so he subverts the, the genders and now isn't saying that he needs a gangster, he's telling the ladies they need a gangster. Which
0: just makes it so fucked up and manipulative. I yeah. hate it.
1: Yeah. Cause like and like talking about like how they're black and blue with bruises, and it's oh. like it's like you're telling them that you, that they need an abuser, and you're the abuser.
0: It's just it entirely removes what little agency the woman has in that scenario.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's
0: I don't like
1: it, and because <sighs> like when they say when that like in the old comics. Like, the, the 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 old, old Batman comics, like, the Joker was a mobster. So was the Penguin. Right. So it was like, they were they were gangsters. So it's like, you could look at someone like Harley Quinn as being a gangster.
0: Like a mob wife kind of thing.
1: Or like even, or like a, a villain in that yeah, sense. And true. it's like, men, a little PSA from your, your pal Sam here.
0: <laughs> your buddy Sam. Your
1: buddy Sam. Powerful women is a good thing. Yeah, like don't be afraid of a you know a woman who is you know has a bit of power. Mm. Like it's 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 fine. You'll be able to survive. You you'll still have your testicles intact. <laughs> they're not they're not going away. They're not going away. Like someone asks who wears the pants in that relationship, you can both wear pants. It's fine. <laughs> you can wear a skirt. It's you fine. Wear whatever you want. Wear whatever the fuck you want. It's it's not that big of a deal. It's it's. I also like I recoil when someone tells me what I need to do if, if if it's like a case of like how do I fix my car well you need a at this hose okay cool what what do i what am I doing with uh how do i uh my my relationship worries well you need a gangster well, no fuck you i don't. <laughs> Fuck you, I'm doing opposite to what you just said. Don't tell me what I need.
0: Why am I just picturing you as, like, the anti-Jordan the, the, Peterson? The, the
1: mob wife?
0: No. <laughs> that would be sick. But I'm picturing, like, the anti-Jordan Peterson, where you're just like... It's okay for a w- <laughs> Like, it's okay if your girlfriend has... A- <laughs>
1: I don't know. It's just fucked. It's, it's, it is it's masculine to, to like, a masculine woman. It's uh, uh-huh. to uh, the... the- to look at a a, a a woman who's not a plus a size zero on Sports Illustrated and to not have conniptions over it, oh. I mean I I mean I like to think I am the the anti Jordan well, Peterson. You, well,
0: yeah, because you're just a rational normal person. <laughs> but like, I think yeah, there's just <laughs> like I just the thought experiment of like you being the antithesis of that it still sounds equally unhinged in a way (laughs) like i don't know (laughs) Uh,
1: like yeah like the joker but he spreads positivity but in a maniacal way yeah but then i'm not going to consider myself to be the joker
0: what happened to just a joker who just plays practical jokes and likes a good laugh was he ever that person or has he always just been a piece of shit? Well,
1: like, <laughs> like Jack Nicholson's Joker, uh, Cesar Romero's Joker was, it was like, you know, the, the chattering teeth that, yeah, that, that walk around, but then they're bombs. Does like, he ever just
0: explosive. bust out a whoopee cushion?
1: He probably does. I can't remember too much <laughs> about it. But it explodes. Well, the, yeah, probably. it is a thing, like everything explodes. <laughs> That's my secret.
0: Everything explodes.
1: It's, you know, the the, the flower with the water. It's explosive water. Pure gasoline. The the, the fucking, the the extendo punch glove. It explodes. Uh, See, that
0: would make the Batman franchise ten times more enjoyable if it was just all, like, those gag gifts, but they all just, like... Just exercise like significant bodily harm on they've, the victim.
1: They've, they've, they've done a cross promotion with Acme <laughs> and, and, my, he, and Wiley Coyote.
0: And when he needs to be in disguise, he just puts on those glasses with the.
1: <laughs> I, I very much enjoyed the original, the Adam West Batman. And there, there was one where the Joker is in prison. And he's playing baseball out in the prison yard and they've just rigged one of the plates to have like a spring (laughs) underneath it. So he just (laughs) jumps over the fucking wall.
0: That's wonderful. And and
1: Cesar Romero, (laughs) who played the Joker famously had a mustache and they're like, okay, cool. So you'll be wearing makeup. Yep. Uh, Oh yeah. And so you'll have to to shave it off. You'll have to shave off your mustache to do the makeup. No, you'll just have to do the makeup over my mustache. What?" Mm -hmm. (laughs) What's that? No, if you shave off my mustache, it will explode.
2: Oh my
1: God. The gag that I remember from Batman with with, uh, Jack Nicholson as the Joker was, the only one that I remember is he pulls out like a ridiculously long pistol from his pants that ends up being like 20 feet long, (laughs) but like it's a gun. So it's still, it mixes the comedy with the danger is, is what that does. And then. Heath Ledger's Joker came around and it just created a whole generation of edgelords.
0: Yeah, it really just takes mental illness discourse to a really fucked up territory, hey? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: On that note...
1: (laughs) On that note, fuck multiverse.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah or yeah nah.
1: Look, I'm going to give Kehlani and New Year's Day a hell yeah. Me too. Why not?
0: I'm going to give the Batman franchise a yeah nah for now or at least just Jared Leto's Joker.
1: Yeah, like if we maybe go back and just watch from the 80s to the 90s. Yeah. Though we did watch Batman and Robin and Batman and Robin is long. It's a long movie. A mm. long bad movie, but
0: Isn't there a bit
1: where he's like I used to meet you? Oh, Mr. Freeze has is full <laughs> of puns. He
0: just wall to wall bangers. I
1: I I I can't, I can't remember if this is a story that I, I, I a fact that I made up or if it's true, but when they signed Arnold Schwarzenegger to play Mr. Freeze and he got paid an ungodly amount of money to do this as mm. well. I think he got paid like $20 million Gross. in the nineties. Um, I can't remember if again, I'm either making this up or it's an actual fact, but he was like, oh, yeah, my character, Mr. Freeze is going to have so many puns and they're like, no, that's not what we're going for. No. What I'm going for is I'm going to have so many puns. And, like, oh, we just paid you $20 million. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you can have your puns.
0: That check's already been cleared, hasn't it? Yep. Okay. Oh,
1: yeah. I've already bought a house with it. I, I used to, have to do a really good Schwarzenegger. Now it's just a stereotypical German man. Anyway. <laughs> We should probably fuck off and eat some cheesecake.
0: Bye. (laughs)